This week, we talk about trashy parents, trashy beer, and trashy public transportation. You're listening to the Fake Outrage Report. Welcome to the Fake Outrage Report, the place where your opinion counts as long as you agree with us. My That's name right. is Sandeep Sen. With me, as always, is the satiated Phil Causey, who finally saw the Marvel movie. The satiated is in more ways than one this week, but we're not going to get into my personal life, Sandeep. Oh, you finally got some? Uh, I did get some. If by get some, you mean saw Avengers Endgame. Okay. <laughs> That's well no. That was a really yeah, that yes. was terrible. Also my Avengers f- Endgame. Yeah. The last in 22 movies. Yes. Thank God there will be never be another superhero movie again. Oh, not really true. There'll be one in 6 months. Uh no, like 2 months actually. The next Spider-Man comes oh. out. Um also I wanted to tell you about this. My face hurts right now. I had to get a tooth pulled this week. Mm. That's pretty gross. Uh what did, what did you do? We what did like do I got a cavity. Got well, okay. Well, it's much grosser than that. If you want to uh, actually hear about this, I, I, I still had two of my baby teeth because my body never grew any, in like two spots on the very side of my mouth uh, for some reason. So my body just kept it. But like the thing with baby teeth is that they're not meant to be around longer than eight years. So, you know, my dentist looked at it and was like, "Yeah, this is coming out right now." Wow, you. Um, <laughs> There's no reason to keep this. You're, it's completely worn out. You really like, got the full use of them, baby teeth. Yeah, I did, and so my face fucking hurts because uh, getting a tooth pulled sucks. You said it was grosser than that. That didn't sound gross. Pretty, well, it is pretty gross to still have baby teeth because what happens is your body does your body fuses your tooth to the jawline because it doesn't have adult teeth forming under it. It just it tries to hold on to it. So okay. getting it pulled. Imagine that crunching noise. You you got a tooth pulled. Yeah, yeah. So I had to deal with that this week. That sucked. Okay. Did they give you fun? No, killers. they didn't. They just told me to take Advil. It sucked. Okay. No, no, well, just... they gave you something at the time. They numbed it up. Well, yeah, of course. They didn't just yeah. like fuck, fucking take the wrench to me. <laughs> I thought you'd have more to say about that as a doctor. Anyway, let's take a minute and meet our guest. I don't know if tooth pilling has that much. Is there much to talk about, John Marco? Well, I'm not a doctor. Okay. Uh, Although I've been heard you're true. qualified to play one on television. Is that right? I played a scientist on uh, in a baby bottle pop commercial. Um, and the line was, we take silliness very seriously. <laughs> so, oh, man. I'm an expert Is that on your reel, on like your, your sizzle reel on your website? Yeah, yeah. They replaced me, though. Cause, well, because I, I joined the union, and it's non-union. Uh-huh. And they replaced me with someone identical, just reinforcing, you know, the the needlessness of my existence in this business the the, the fungibleness yeah so yes. jamarco stress is with us today uh jamarco you're one of those guys who i'm 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 a little, i'm jealous of you for like all like the good reasons because you're one of those guys who you do goddamn everything like you 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 do fucking singing and de- dancing and acting and stand-up comedy um do you i'm do- only good at one of one of the things okay and that's dancing yeah um, no but you've been on tv for acting before and shit like you you actually yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I've I've fooled a couple of people into <laughs> putting a camera on me. Um, but yeah, that's what I started. I went to college for musical theater. I uh, stopped that pretty soon after college was just acting, and then like two and a half years ago, switched to stand up. Okay. And I'm sure in a year I'll give up on that and go to the dance, and that's when <laughs> it's really it's really done. And then after that, what? Porn, radio. I mean, porn, uh, maybe like the sound sound guy for porn. Okay. Do you have good sound editing, editing skills? No, or? I meant just holding the boom mic. I'm oh, not, yeah. nothing <laughs> technology. <laughs> oh, man. No, that's that's a good time. I No, so yeah, I, I always know it's a good time when I run into Jim Marco, though, because you, you've hosted a bunch of shows I've been on. Yeah. So good times, you know, all around. So we're definitely glad to have you on the show today. Now, whenever I we bring people on, we always ask like, oh, you know, this person has this kind of thing coming up. But you, you're one of those guys that has so much shit going on that I didn't know specifically what to mention. So like, what's coming up in in, in the universe of Jim Marco? Well, you know, it's all stand up. It's all just like it's just I'm always okay. doing stand up. I'm just yeah. writing. And uh, I'm on a sketch team called Uncle Function. So we have some shows, monthly shows coming up there. Is that like um, improv or is that a sketch? So we we it's oh, so all it's written in advanced and yeah we all kind of had a have a theater background and then mm. transitioned into comedy so we're a lot of fun. That does sound fun actually. Yeah. Where, where are your shows? Uh, we usually do the Pit Striker. Uh, we've been at UCB a couple times and hopefully more. 
But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's those two. And then um, acting here and there, TV shows. I'm on a new Netflix show called Bonding. Um, which we it was supposed to be for like a French streaming website, and then Netflix bought it last year. And nice. Ah. Now I uh, does that involve a bigger paycheck for you? Or no, uh, it does not. No, okay. <laughs> I was I'm a I'm a recurring on a Netflix show for two hundred dollars an episode. Three episode? No, yeah. no, sorry. So that's like seventy bucks an episode, basically. Yeah, like it's crazy. I mean, the new media contracts are garbage. They're just garbage, and there's it's all considered new media, little streaming website or Netflix. But uh, maybe I'll be on the second season. Maybe well, I'll get to uh, in the union. Don't they have to? Don't they dictate certain pay? They do, but new media, new media, which is just not network TV, basically, is it's just kind of a disaster. It feels very much behind, and they don't have any. They don't have any leverage because there's mm. just so many actors. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a disaster. What's bonding about? Uh, so bonding is about, um, it's, it's a guy, it's a gay comedian who's never really done stand up comedy, but he, he really wants to do it, but he's shy. He's scared. And he teams up with an old high school buddy of his who now is a dominatrix and becomes her assistant. And through working with her, uh, finds empowerment within himself and I play the host for all the shows that he does. Wow, oh, that's awesome! It's, oh, I've seen this when I go turn on yeah, Netflix. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, I see the. We filmed it at Broadway Comedy yeah. Club, but they they covered the backdrop, so it just says <laughs> Comedy Club. Um, Upstairs or downstairs? Uh, downstairs. Yeah. Okay, I like that. So you so you've kind of been method acting for the last couple of yeah, years, then? Yeah. To, to, <laughs> that, that's funny. Oh. Um, and I got to I even got to like use one of my old old jokes in there which is so which is a very bad joke and i i just hope people think that it was scripted and not something i brought to the table yeah um why did you use an old joke as opposed to uh, well because oh. i filmed it a while ago oh, okay and like i don't think i was i don't know if i was like worried about burning material as if that mattered in this context but i think I think it was like a joke I used to think was funny. And then I was like, this is not a great joke. But I do at one point when my hosting isn't going well on the show, I go like, so I'm single. And I felt like that was very uh, true to a, to a bad stand-up. Yeah. Um, it's a yeah, bit of a trope. A, for, I mean, I, that is we all do it. I mean, yeah. I've done it too, you know, so I'm single. But it's, yeah. after you've heard a thousand people do it, you're like, okay, it's an easy laugh. And that's that's the thing you do in the bonding. Yeah, I do a couple. I okay. do a couple different things, but at one point I get to do this. So I'm single, and I think it's funny. There we context. go. Now, did, when they were filming that, did they have like like a, a audience that was brought in, or did they just piggyback an actual? No, no, show? no. They was it was everyone was told when to laugh, and uh, oh god, nothing is authentic. <laughs> um, that's terrible. Oh, uh, not terrible, not? but you can, it's TV. You gotta. Yeah, like, I guess. Someone's bombing when you need them to not bomb or. Yeah, you gotta do the same joke. Yeah, but that's times. true because otherwise, it, let's say the the club had a string of two bad shows that night or something, and you have to pay, you have to film it three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I don't know why I didn't think that through. Well, that's pretty cool. So, bonding and Netflix, you can you can see Jim Marco in his uh, natural habitat hosting a comedy show. Yes, I mean it very <laughs> much up. is is me <laughs> doing that show. I love it. All right, so uh, you ready to get to some outrage here? Uh, let's do it. Do we want to uh, do a, a choose our own adventure, or do you well, want to just, let's just jump go in? into it? Uh, today's okay. story, we'll do the, my story, comes from uh, Houston, uh, where James Madison High School principal Carlotta Outley Brown instituted a dress code to the parents of the students uh, of the school, and she banned things like satin caps, shower caps, bonnets, hair rollers. John Marco. Uh, My question is, wait, wait, why did she have to ban the shower kit? Does that mean someone's shown up at like a like a parent teacher conference in a shower cap before? I mean, like, <laughs> I no, no, well, because it said in the article it had to do with like hair. I mean, what they were saying was it possibly had a, a racial tint because for people with different hair have different needs. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know a lot about different hair needs, but there was something about you know you get some kind of hair done, you need to put it up in something. Before you premiere it to the world, I don't know. Yeah, but it's there's a reason for it. Well, yeah, they did. They did. Some people did complain that there was a racial tinge. Unfortunately, this principal is black, 
So oh. that kind of that kind of threw, threw a wrench in their argument. But all right, you can so, still you can still be racist. You can still like be insensitive to like. Well, maybe it was against white people. They didn't. They didn't. No, want no, it was a black woman complaining that there was. Oh, my mom charged. would do that with like her towel. She would like put it up and do but, like a little. But swivel, did she show like up to pick you up from cone? school in that though? No, but like, <laughs> but we were rich, so. That's what it was saying that this was for. <laughs> Very unhappy at the same time. I mean, it's amazing. Money doesn't buy happiness. I like how you qualified it. Uh, uh, okay, so also banned was pajamas of any kind, jeans that are torn from your buttocks, leggings that are showing your bottom, very low-cut tops or revealing tops that reveal your breasts, sagging pants, shorts, and jeans, short shorts that are up your behind, Daisy Dukes and lowrider shorts, and dresses that are to your behind. So some, up to your behind. Somebody's mom was getting off their uh, shift at the local strip club and was picking their kid up and that offended people. Like that's what it sounds like to me because those are all like, I mean you want to like be like yeah that's a little extreme doing a dress code with parents but then she lists all these specific things and it's like okay that sounds like these parents are really uh, picking their children. Yeah, there was a woman in it. There was a woman in it, and she was wearing a, t- a t-shirt dress or something and she said it, it it fit the lengthwise and this was before the letter was released. And she wasn't allowed to register her student for school? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, she had a t-shirt. I'm trying to look for... The it's like, listen, I don't want my daughter to grow up to be like me. Can I please uh, bring her to this school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate, I hate dress codes. I... You seem like, like a private school dress code kid, were you? I went to private school. Okay. again, the rich thing. Yeah, but no, that's... I... <laughs> but... No, I went to a very liberal high school that was like very funky. They used to be the pot school. Not when I was there anymore, but like I was goth. There was no dress code at Wait, all. Wait, you're a former goth? <laughs> yeah, it was not like truly. What happened, I went to a summer camp. All the loose women were goth. So I was like, I'm goth now. Yeah. <laughs> and I, but so I say that like, as in like, I like, so, I like some of the music, but I didn't really relate to certain aspects of it. And they would do like, you know, they did fucking, uh, do you know about the salt, ice and salt? Where you basically kind of mutilate your skin. If you put ice and then salt and then ice and then salt, you kind of do scar damage to your skin and people like write things. And I wasn't goth in that sense. I don't think I was suicidal. I didn't cut myself. But I, I liked black nail polish. I liked the <laughs> eyeliner. I liked the feminine aspects of goth. Okay. And I really I enjoyed the, the South Park episodes on the goth versus the emos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But it basically what happened, I like, I, there was some girl I was flirting with. She was British. She was, I think her name was Claire. She like left me for a punk kid. Oh, no. Um, and so I was just feeling like really moody. And we did some like summer thing. It was like on a boat. And the goth kid was like, hey, come over. This is Mallory. Hey, you two should kiss. And she was like, okay. And she was goth. And I was like, what? Okay. And we just like made out. And she was like the second person I ever made out with. It was a much better kisser than the first. And I was like, I'm goth. So I went to high school. I started a new high school. I started That is a pretty good sales polish. tactic, isn't it? That's, yeah, uh, they're well, trying to sure. recruit people to their side. Yeah. Just have the, your girls make out with people. For sure. I feel, like for, I feel like that applies to anything. Like, hey, we need you to you know, vote for this candidate or we need you to sign <laughs> hey, this petition. Hey, can you make out this? Yeah, that's... Mallory now just... Yeah, she now works for the Biden campaign. <laughs> oh, God. I still remember Mallory. God, she was... she was. We were both of age and it was okay, but she was beautiful uh, at the time. Are you still friends with her on Facebook? No. I wonder if I could find her. I'd probably have to like go into my dead AIM account. I don't even know if you can like access you can't your anymore. records. You can't even access your like... Uh, I haven't attempted to log in. Well, we have years. a surprise for you, John Marco. Mallory, Mallory. come on out of there. <laughs> she was badass. Like, I just remember in like high school, fresh, she was like, she went to an Abercrombie and Fitch in the nude to protest them. And like, I was like, that's so cool. Why was she protesting Abercrombie? I don't know. Because fuck them. Uh, yeah, fuck those preppies. Anyway, you get to see Mallory naked. <laughs> exactly. So I was like goth for six months in high school, and then like my high school had was no longer the place for goth kids, and it was clear. Ah, okay. Late, you got, you like got forced out of town. Yeah. So back to the parents thing, Sandy. Okay. So fuck dress codes. That's just what I'm saying. I might be. Okay. I might come from that kind of. But that's why I hate it. I I think it is all elitist, and it is all about. Uh, it's easier for people with money to follow these dress codes, and I think they're based on a a a desexualized whatever. I I just don't I. It, well, I think what you're trying to say is that it, it offends your goth sensibilities. 
a little bit. Yeah, but it's just, it's it's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's just people with money trying to look fancy and pretending like we don't have cocks and pussies and sex organs. So your, your, um, high school was private, but didn't have dress code. No, very hyper liberal. We called teachers by their first fucking names. Oh, Oh wow. God. Yeah. Did you guys have letter grades or was it like that new school animal shit? Like, you know, no, we had letter grades because we still want to get into good colleges, but (laughs) but everything else was loose. So what what set off this whole thing, Sandy? With like the well, like what was the what was the straw that broke the camel's back? Did some lady just show up in like lingerie, or did she show up with like an obscene t-shirt? Like like what was the thing that? There, that- I don't think there was a straw. I mean, from this list, it just seemed like this. She was like, dude, this is like everyone's just coming in garbage. But uh, in the in the letter. <laughs> She in the things she said to prepare chill our children and let them know daily the appropriate attire they are supposed to wear when entering a building, going somewhere, applying for a job, or visiting someone outside the home setting. I'm going to enforce these guidelines on a daily basis. We're preparing our children for the future, and it begins here. We want our children to know what is appropriate and what is not appropriate for any setting they may be in. This is a professional educational environment where we are teaching our children what's right and what is correct. Or not correct. This is a public school, by the way. So it's yeah, they not mentioned like... she's the fifth principal in three years and four years there. So there's a lot of turnover at the school. Yeah. So it's just, it's like trying to fix a problem by fixing the clothes. It's like that's not the problem. Mm. The clothes are an extension of other underlying shit. So just trying to fix these out outlying stuff, it's just it's just uh, hurting the people who are struggling. But there's also a broken yeah. windows theory that like yeah wasn't that proven wasn't that proven like completely? What's I, broken, I thought there was a lot about broken that? windows theory. It's it's the idea of you know Santi doesn't watch superhero movies so he might be smarter than me on this, but <laughs> it's the theory that like uh, if you do things to make an environment look nicer or just have the appearance of being more so if there's graffiti i think the basic thing was like if you clean up yeah. a place of graffiti less crime will be committed when there's graffiti everywhere it suggests the lawlessness of it so you might over enforce graffiti rules to get rid of the graffiti and clean it up because it gives people the sense that there is law and order if there is a sense of law and order they respect law and order oh, people are walking around going wow this neighborhood's super clean they, I mean, yeah. they used yeah. it a lot when, like, apparently the subways used to be a nightmare in New York, like, more than it is. Like, people would... Oh, like, there's pictures that are oh, fucking scary. Yeah. yeah. No, people, like, people wouldn't ride it because it was unsafe. Um, oh, you know, I have friends who are for natives from the city, and they say, like, oh, yeah, after, like, commuters hours were done, after about 7, 30, 8 o'clock, you did not take the subway you because you'd right. be risking your life. And so like, Giuliani came. They tried many things to reduce crime, and what... I mean... It could be coincidence, John Marco. I think that's what you're, but like, but he he instituted this thing. He's like, we're gonna take clean the sub, we're gonna clean the graffiti off. We're gonna we're gonna enforce like we're turnstile jumpers. That's what we're gonna go after, and we're gonna you know, because you you fix these things, and the logic was just what John Marco said that you know you um, people then act at a, at a certain way and know that they can't just do whatever the fuck they want, and it did crime did drop, and there it did get a lot safer. Sure. But there also is like a you know fucking penalizing the people who are doing graffiti to an extreme degree, where it's it seems unreasonable. Which is, this for me is this case. It's like, I, and I just I just don't. Who's who's determining what's a nice dress? Who determines what the good yeah, outfit is? Who's to is? say this principal has any fashion sense at all? Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay, she doesn't have a degree in that. But like, if you're if you're applying for a job, like she says, or, or going going somewhere in the professional world. You 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 can't wear short. Yeah, but they're not. If you have kids going to public school, maybe you're fucking coming from work. Or you have to get your hair done for your hostessing job that night. Yeah, I, mean, I just I think it puts undue burden on the parents who are trying to help their kids. Yeah, and also not to be a little virtue signaler about this, but I, this is one of those ones where I guarantee you it's enforced more for the women than the men. Absolutely. Yeah, because uh, can you? Because for dudes, like we can walk around fairly homeless looking all the time. No, 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 we no. We really no. can't. Hold on. Well, I mean, maybe they do, but the dress codes were pretty. Like they men couldn't no, wear most undershirts. Of the, most of the things that you that you mentioned though are things that that apply to women more than men. Because a dude, well, we women can just, have just more clothes in general, but men can't wear undershirts. They can't wear ripped jeans from their buttocks and shit. You know, like that's what guy do you know <laughs> who has Daisy Dukes? Okay, because Daisy Dukes is on the list. Hair is a perfect example, though. We don't, yeah. we don't do, we don't have to deal most of us with any of this hair stuff. Oh, sagging pants, shorts, and jeans—that's all men. Women aren't wearing no saggy jeans. Yeah, they're wearing the tight jeans. Okay, fair enough. 
short shorts that are up your behind, more likely women. More likely. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe I'm wrong. And at this school, like people were coming in all the time looking like fucking chaos. A, that the, that she had this exhaustive and very detailed list, I feel like was inspired by actual events. <laughs> sure. But it also, I think the, the original outrage was because she denied a woman being able to register her kid and release this letter the next day. So I say, fuck you. You don't get to decide in the moment that this person cannot register their child for school yeah. and then release a code. That is unacceptable. You need to have a, a you say, hey, in six months, in two weeks, in one week, we're going to enforce this new code. So you have a chance to read it, but you do not get to do it in the spur of the moment. Yeah, because what that says to that kid is like, oh, your your mom looks kind of trashy. Look, we've already got enough trashy parents here. You're not allowed in. Yeah, maybe she was just looking real fly and like she was <laughs> jealous and she was just like, you know what? No. You can't do this. Yeah, no, you're showing like you're showing a quarter inch of cleavage in my school. I don't goddamn think so. Yeah, but she was also wearing a shower cap. Like that's how they described. That was the one that jumped out at me. Was the shower cap again? That one probably applies to women more than men. But that's neither here nor there. See, I don't even know. I don't even know. Come on. What if you're dyeing your hair? What if you're dyeing your hair? Then don't go to school. Okay, so you're dyeing your hair. You go. Oh fuck. Between my three jobs, I've got to register for my kid for school. Uh, I guess he can't go to kindergarten because I can't. I can't go with the shower cap. I don't cap. think that this is a public school. They weren't like telling the kid they couldn't come to school. What's They're the name? Of, like, what's the name of the school, Sandy? What's the name of the school? Uh, it is. Uh, I want to look uh, up like the general like demographics of the area and the income because this yeah, comes yeah. off like a white trash it's town. In Houston to me. is called. Um, I just want to know exactly. James Madison with. High School. Okay, Sandy. Okay, so you're bringing your kid for school. Yeah, and you go to register schools the next day, and you walk in, and I go, Sandy, socks with sandals. <laughs> you cannot register your kid, and your I, kid's I gonna miss wear the first socks with sandals to the school. But what if you had to? What if you? What if you just had to? What if you couldn't afford shoes? I- <laughs> Yeah, what if what if the she, registration deadline why what was? Would I, why would I? If I had money, you could buy sandals, shoes for as much money as you can buy sandals. Maybe you maybe you bought the sandals before you had the kids, so you didn't think you'd need shoes. Then you had the kid by accident. They grew up to high school. <laughs> they, Daisy Dukes aren't cheaper than like just regular Walmart jeans. That's like, these things aren't like. It's not like she's not saying don't wear t-shirts. She's saying don't wear low like don't wear halter tops. I I don't think I don't think this is a matter of. But cost. here's the idea. Here's my problem. Is is the idea is what these kids see it and they go, okay. Even though I see people in everyday life in all sorts of dress, going about all sorts of business, in this forum, I'm going to translate. It's this idea that they're corrupting the students because they walk in the way that they dress. I think, you know, like a lot of problems with um, minorities in schools, and I've heard this, is like that – that um, like the, the the language section on the SATs doesn't, doesn't talk like how like minorities talk. And so sure. the, they're at a disadvantage. Um, when they're taking standardized tests, also in a cultural thing, when they're going to job interviews, you know, like white people just act differently. And so the, that was, that was one of the problems with education. So like it, it, in schools, it should be like, all right, this is how, like, I I see what she's going for. And by the way, this is a black woman principal. And Oh, one of the criticism was like, I think this is like against poor people. This is a black woman principal. She's not some elitist. Like this isn't a private school either. So you can be uh, black and elitist. Yeah, dude. Yeah, but yeah, all, but she's not. She's not like rich or something. She, yeah, yeah. All these public school principals with their fucking Mercedes. Like, no, she's like, she's a regular. She's a teacher who's trying to like teach kids how to how to uh, and create an environment. So th- that's this high school is in a neighborhood called Hiram Clark or Hiram Clark, and uh, I was just looking up like the um, stuff, and apparently it's like not the nicest neighborhood in the in the. Uh, in Houston, to put it nicely. So, yeah, this this might be a neighborhood with a lot of parents who have, like you were saying, Jamarco, two jobs or, or shit jobs yeah. or what, what the case may be. And, yeah, the only thing they can't afford to wear is a fucking wife beater or, no, no, you know. No, 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 Again, this was – the dress code was not nice clothes versus – Versus cheap clothes. A, a T-shirt and jeans is perfectly okay. She's saying don't wear a fucking uh, shower net <laughs> or like a – 
Don't don't wear don't wear things that sh- like show your boobs. That boob clothing isn't cheaper. Boob clothing is more expensive. It's you have to like tailor it and all that. I mean, shit. it's less fabric actually if you think about it. it. Is so less in some fabric, cases, it might be. Have you have you seen bathing suits? Like how much they cost? It's, it's all about it's they when when there's style involved, they jack up the price. Mm. But seriously, Walmart t-shirt and jeans is perfectly okay, and like and like shoes. Okay, yeah. fair enough. A so t-shirt is not more. So than as far as the outrage goes in this one, where where do you stand, Sandeep? Uh, well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fake outrage. I like what she's trying to do. I don't all the the criticisms against her, which was this is elitist uh, or racist. She's a black woman who's a public school principal. She's not any one of those things. I don't those that criticism doesn't uh, ring true to me. Um, I they, <laughs> normally I'd be against a dress code for parents. I think it sounds ridiculous, but then with the exhaustive list, you could just see that, that she was just like these parents are coming in in absolute garbage bags. Yeah, like, what the fuck is going on in this school? I like it. You know, have a have a proper environment so that kids know. In in certain environments, you have to you have to dress a certain way and act a certain way, and in, and, and and it ain't it ain't your home, and in, you know where you can just do whatever. the I fuck I feel you like want. we're about to get a rebuttal from Jim Marco. What? No, I thought he was, I thought we agreed on this. I, uh, oh, <laughs> well, okay. There's a lot to be outraged about. One again, the initial <laughs> thing: you don't get to deny registration based on clothes, and then come up with the rules after the fact. I agree. Second, with Second, I think it should be because you're telling adults what they are and aren't allowed to wear. There needs to be some kind of discussion. Some kind of forum. I don't like the idea of one person in, in a dictatorial manner deciding you can't wear shower caps all of a sudden. It's very, very niche. I don't know why. Maybe she had an ex-boyfriend who wore shower caps and it's more of a personal thing on her front. <laughs> I Wait, why would her ex-boyfriend wear shower caps? That, that's like a reason to wear maybe, shower caps. Maybe because like he, he can never Gang colors. He was in the shower cap gang. Okay. Do you wear things your ex girlfriend wore? <laughs> like, I I think. Well, that, my ex girlfriend wore these panties. It's like how you're describing. Like when you're. <laughs> I think when you're telling adults like what they're allowed to do, and their you, rival gang wore curlers. <laughs> when you're telling adults what they're allowed to do, especially in regards to registering their child for school, mm-hmm. you have to do it gently and with warning. And to to do it in the way that she did, I think was inappropriate. I do, of course. I of course think that there are reasonable guidelines, but I also think we do have to be careful because I think, especially when you talk about things like cleavage, there, yeah, I'm sure there's a, being absurd and being inappropriate, but I do think women are often put in a position where, like, they have these boobs they have to deal with that I don't have to deal with, and I'm very hesitant to tell women what they're allowed to do in regards to their their boobs and the way that they're shown. Um, I would like to them to show more boobs. Yeah, we're very sure. pro-boob here in the fake outrage report as our official stance. So I, I think there is, I think, especially that, that mother who's, who wasn't allowed to register the child that day is justified in being outraged. And it should be a discussion because when you tell adults what to do and, and put them back into school and it's phrased like this, you know, you have a dress code too. It's kind of like, go fuck yourself. I pay taxes that go to this public school. Make it a discussion. You work for me. Make it something that feels a little more, more reasonable. You know, actually, I I have to go. I'm going to go with Jim Marco on this one. I'm going to go legit outrage because for pretty much all the reasons you said, the registration one is definitely, uh, that's sort of a separate thing, but that one's right. But I do think that it, rather than just saying like, hey, these are the rules now, I think it would be better to send another letter home first to say like, hey, you know, we're trying to educate people. This is a place of learning. And, you know, we want to maybe raise the bar around here. How about, you know, we, we first they strongly discourage the parents from wearing these certain ty- kinds of items rather than just saying like, don't show up here with that. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it, like the her idea of raising the standards is great. It's wonderful. But I think the way she went about it was kind of sort of shitty and rude. You guys both agree with that? Yeah. Look, if someone came in with a shower cap, I go like something must be really wrong. <laughs> like something yeah. must be really going on in their yeah. life that requires them to wear a shower cap. Who who would do that for any other than something intense? I don't even know. But there must be a reason behind it, and it's better to I mean, understand that than just other go. than like a building being on fire. I can't think of a reason someone would, run it, would go outside in a shower cap. I feel like <laughs> it has to be like a hair dye thing. It just has to be. Yeah, maybe. I I don't know any of these people living in Harem Clark, Houston. Well, Texas. you're fucking cool, and you're starting something new, and maybe this principal needs to get on board. 
How about you have to wear a shower cap? <laughs> yeah, may, maybe all like like the thug kids, like they did the backwards hats, they did the sideways hats, and now they've they've evolved to the point where they wear shower caps to show how badass they are. You know, we're yeah, gonna, you, I, they're so fresh and clean, right? I, yeah, yeah. You see, and I just worry that you start with this and you just go like, yeah, sure, the principal gets to decide. And next thing you know, you got to wear a fucking tie, and next thing you know, you got to wear a fucking sports jacket, and then you're just fucking sweating all summer long. Then and you're I just wearing it. Then she's full on tux. Just yeah. full on tucks with tails, and then you can't show up if your tails are uh, are a little uneven. You know, see, uneven finally, tails. see, Sandy, finally, you understand after half an hour. I was Thank explaining you. It to you. There Thank we go. You. All right, so legit outrage in that one, two to one vote. Uh, now we're gonna move from uh, from trashy people further south from Texas down to Mexico, dealing with more trashy people. <laughs> this uh, next topic has to do with something that's near and dear to you, Sandeep. Beer. Yes. Beer. Where there was a law proposed in Mexico banning the sale of cold beer from convenience stores or corner stores, uh, saying that they're possibly, if this law goes through, no longer allowed to sell anything that's 7% or less alcohol content. Uh, and also stores would be required to put up signs uh, warning people uh, of uh, fines for public drinking. Wait, they're not allowed to sell sell. Seven percent or less, but they can sell it yeah. more than seven percent. No, they're not yes. allowed to keep it cool. Oh, oh okay. No, they're allowed yeah. to sell it. They're allowed to sell it, but they can't yeah. keep it uh, anything below room temperature. That's but right. They can they can keep above seven percent cool. N- yeah, I I don't really understand the. <laughs> but I don't think. Yeah. Well, I don't. What, what would you be drinking? I don't think like they have a. Uh, like uh, really nice beers that are above seven percent being kept cool. It's it's more just like liquor. You don't need to keep any right, right. You don't cool. need to keep it cool. Yeah, I mean vodka cool, I guess, but no, no one's drinking it in the same capacity. That's right, financially. That, that is one thing I, I totally forgot. Thank you for uh, jumping in there, Jamarco. They're banning the sale of cold beer, specifically refrigerated beer. Warm beer still totally fine, and the reason for this is because what they're trying to cut down on is, is I guess there's this this. I don't know if it's a problem or epidemic is probably a strong word to use, but what happens is people in Mexico go to these stores called the Chalarias, <laughs> which I probably fucked that pronunciation up. And what that happens is the people would go in there, they'd buy big bottles of beer, like the equivalent of what would be 40s here, and the store actually gives them cups. And then people would just start drinking the beer in the stores and just walk out on the street with this beer. And so they're trying to uh, cut down on, on public intoxication, I guess the big problem in Mexico. Uh, and people are mad about this. People are really upset about this. Even though Mexico City, a a high majority said that one of the biggest causes of crime were because of public drunkenness. Yeah. And uh, this is a tricky... It is is very tricky. And actually, the the survey that you're you're, uh, talking about here, this is from a place called the National Victimization and Public Security Perceptions. It's probably a loose translation. I tried to click the survey and read it, but it was in Spanish. Sure. <laughs> so there's no really way for me to get more data on that. But yeah, 75.8% of people in that city and 66.4% nationally said that. That like, dude, there's drunk people everywhere, basically. It's just it's a thing in Mexico. Uh, and you are definitely right in the sense that it's a tricky problem to solve because like, how do you... This sounds like, like a deeply ingrained cultural problem more than just like a sight unseen sales problem you know what i'm saying like i don't don't think this is going to actually cut down on uh people getting drunk in public well yeah well it's it's just about it's just the ease of a cold beer versus a room temperature beer yeah it just seems too easy that like people will figure out ways to cool beer or just Let's put ice in the Sell beer. it under the table. Oh, no, you don't put ice in beer, Sandy. Don't be fucking... Well, you do when you got to get a cold one and they ban the cold beer. Well, here, that's the thing. If this store also sells ice, <laughs> then there we go. Problem solved. You know, like, that's just like... Yeah, but it's just it's just the ease. It's just about ease. Mm. I, I've always, I've, I just always feel like people will find a way to work around it and you're just denying people... You're going to make people drink warm beer as opposed to cold beer, thus thus decreasing the amount of joy in the world. I don't think it's going to stop drunkenness. If anything, it will just encourage other drug use. Well, Or people are just going to buy hard liquor. Yeah. Because there's no new rules on that. So people are going to be going straight to the tequila rather than doing but the... But I think uh, it, it is a matter of like, I certainly, when it's really hot, I'm I'm more inclined to grab a cool beer. 
mm-hmm. than not a margarita. If, they, if I'm home and there was just room temperature beer, I'm not necessarily having a beer. Yeah, but if it's nice and cold, oh yeah, baby. Mm. See, I like the girly drinks in the summertime. I'm one of those guys that does the margaritas and all the fruity, you know, fruity sure. cocktails, tequila sunrise, all those. I'm a big fan. I just don't think their bodegas have tequila sunrises in a can. That well, apparently good. these places do sell hard liquor, though, which is something that's different. Yeah, from but here. again, it's like it's room temperature. You don't necessarily want it to be drinking. Or if it's hot. I mean, it's hot. Mexico's hot. Yeah, it is actually. They are closer to the equator. That is that is uh, that is very true. I don't know. I, I just I don't think it's gonna it's gonna cut down on on people being drunk in public. And maybe it's hard for us because would you agree that New York City we don't really have that big of a public intoxication problem here? Like once in a while you'll see somebody stumbling around. Well, we on like still a have drunk the rules, night. right? We still have the bag, the fucking bag rule. Yeah. But if you go to New Orleans, you know it's so it's so unique there. People love. I mean, that's what we did. We would like get a drink and walk around with our drink, and it felt cool. Yeah. So I don't know because it's it's hard to it's hard to appreciate um what the that law has done here to make the cities more more manageable. Well, that's what I'm saying is it's hard for us to appreciate it because we don't even notice it as a problem here cuz if someone asked me like what are the top 5 problems in New York City, public intoxication is not even in the top 40. You know what I mean? Or top 50 for me. It's yeah. it's obviously like transportation issues and shit here. But like the fact that seventy five percent of people in Mexico City were like, "Oh yeah, fucking people drinking on the streets is a huge issue." Like that's For sure. that's a huge thing. It's weird that they you can go to a bar and drink a cold beer, but they're just banning the cold beer and the sale of like very specific establishments. Well, I guess what they're trying to cut down on is like the I don't know if you live near a, a bodega where you have like the corner boys who just are always outside on the corner just being loud and obnoxious twenty four seven, and they're out there. Usually, it's because they're out there drinking, and so. I guess they're trying to cut down on this. They're, they're trying yeah. to get people to stop. When I read the thing about the fucking store giving people plastic cups with their beer, so yeah. people that means people are. It's not just like one dude. It's like a group of idiots will go in there, buy a couple of like large size cold beers, and then just pour it and pour around for everybody like before they even walked out of the store. It's probably about just the cheapness of it. It's just like mm. you buy yeah. a big fuck. Again, I feel like the, the, why why do people gravitate to the cheapest beer possible? It's because their financial situation isn't isn't the best, so this is the form of entertainment they have available to them. Yeah. So we're just going like, well, let's just stomp on the people who are already not in a great position to begin with. Let's make them fucking drink warm beer <laughs> instead of getting the enjoyment <laughs> they get from a cold beer as opposed to addressing any of the underlying problems. Yeah, and that's kind of what I thought of this too, is they're not really addressing the problem here. The, it, like, and if they are, they're doing it in a very strange, indirect way. You know, you know what I mean? It's not because the problem is public intoxication. What they should do is they should do what New York did and just have the fucking cops go around and just fucking start writing tickets out and be like, yo, what's in that cup? What's going on? Because like there's if you go to like a, you know, like, like any kind of neighborhood block party or anything, unless your stuff is is uh, fairly well hidden. They they do like you can't just walk around with a can even in, in closed streets here like it's it's pretty strict so they just need to fucking button down with that I feel like I guess but sometimes I'm like yeah wouldn't it be nice if we could just walk around with a fucking can once in a while but see when I hear shit like this it reminds me why like oh that's why we can't do that is because not everyone can be trusted because like you or I you just walk around because it's the fun novelty of having a beer yeah. but there are people who would take it to the extreme and be like fuck yeah we can drink public and just. You know, and they'd make an ass of themselves, and you know they'd make the neighborhood louder and more obnoxious. So I, I don't know. I feel like it, if it's a problem, they should just you know go after the example of other cities like ours, where they, you know, once again, America, we're number one. We know better. All right, you got to listen to us. No, okay, you guys America. Put. Yeah, where are you on this, Sandy? Yeah, I have no idea. This is a public is, drinking. I, I I they could they could say no public drunkenness, but it sounds like they want to. Not say that and just like get right to the source of the uh, the cold beer at specifically at shitty stores. Yeah. Well, another thing too is that it has to do with like the liquor, the hard liquor. Nothing changed with that. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and yeah, you you can have that. Warm, I have shots warm, so you could just start blowing shots back, you know, or buy a bottle and just start passing it around, and no one's going to stop you. So I feel like it, this this rule it. it in a way, it encourages people like, look, we don't have any cold beer. If you guys want to get drunk today, here's a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Pass that around to your friends. And so I, I feel like it's going to almost create a bigger problem. And so they, they need to do a better job of directly addressing the issue, if that's the 
thing, I right? think what if you could only you could only buy cold beer and drink it outside if you were wearing a shower cap. So then <laughs> you wouldn't be able to register your children for school and you'd decide between your alcoholism and registering your kids for school. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I think that wraps it up. Yeah, notice much. how the principal there, <laughs> she didn't she didn't say uh, you can't walk up holding beer cans. So no no one's walked into her school drinking That's true. drinking nothing uh, about accessories. Yeah. I mean not like, you know, not shower caps but beer. Yeah. Have you ever had a, a drank a beer in the shower? I've been told it's a good time. Oh yeah, I do. I'm a pretty I'm a pig. So like I will if I'm eating an apple and it's the morning, I'll like walk in there with the apple and like eat the apple as I shower. I've gone in there with apple the seltzer, the not shower. not with a beer, with the seltzer. I've done that. Um, I'm a big fan. Yeah, of I've it. definitely like finished off an apple in the shower. What do you do with the core? Are you just holding it? Like yeah, do you just hold yeah, it for the rest of the once, shower. I mean, it was pretty bad. I like I like you know I was gonna remember it, but I put it on the the shampoo rack. Ooh, but it's a, it's an apple core. It's just an apple. I've probably had baby carrots. Like when I'm alone in the apartment, like it's just all my dining room, it's all my bathroom, it's all my <laughs> masturbation place. Like it's just chaos. I never heard of baby carrots. Did you have dressing too? No. No. At least baby. you're eating healthy. Yeah, it's all healthy shit. Yeah, seltzer and carrots. That's actually yeah, it's no, pretty. You're not eating beef jerky in there. Or like, I bring my know, coffee. Like, like if, Cheetos if have, in there. If I have a pipe and a cup of coffee, I'll, I'll keep the coffee on the sink. And then, like, I'll shower for a bit, and then I'll reach out. I'll take a sip of my coffee, put it back. Right. Sometimes I like a long shower, you know. Really, just <laughs> enjoy life for ten seconds. So, as far as the beer goes, also the uh, basically the whole country is outraged, and the uh, Twitter hashtag Convalas Cervezas No, which I guess loosely translates to "Don't mess with our beer," was a thing. So, like, the whole country was upset about this. Wait, was the whole country upset? Or I would imagine a lot of the people. On Twitter. From yeah, you know what? That actually is a valid question, but enough people to make it trend. Uh, as far as the verdict goes in this one, I, I don't know. What do you what do you think, Jim Marco? How do you feel about the uh, beer cold beer outrage? Again, I just like if I go to a store and they're like, "Hey, we're not going to cool down the this one thing." I'm just like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> I can't yeah. just have it cold." I go, "Fuck you! I'm an adult. If I want to buy something cold, fuck you." I'm outraged. All right. Um, you know, I feel like the statistic here that sways me is the 75.8% yeah. of Mexico's really residents yeah. said consuming alcohol in the street was the main source of criminal and antisocial behavior. 75% mm-hmm. of Americans don't know, can't agree where Texas is. And that is a lot of, that is a huge majority. But that doesn't mean this, this doesn't fix that problem. That's that's where I've stayed the correlation. Do you remember? Do you remember when Bloomberg did the thing here where he said oh, we're going to get rid of the extra large <laughs> sodas? Yeah, and there was this great. He went to oh, I loved it. I wish I could find this man and kiss him. He went to some pizzeria and he ordered a slice of pizza and he ate it and then he asked for a second and the owner was like, "I think one piece is enough for you today." And Bloomberg apparently was fucking livid and he said sorry and it's like yeah that's what this fucking is we're fucking adults you have to figure out a way to address the problem other than just denying freedoms sometimes the freedoms are abused those mexicans mexicans don't get the same freedoms that america does i'm gonna tell you i mean as as a society you are you we do have to like you know the if some privilege is being abused then yeah, but dude, like but you're not it. banning beer. You're saying it can't be cold. Because yeah, you're gonna, just saying we're gonna make wanna, it shittier. You wanna, yeah, yeah you. Wanna, but exactly. it was just like you said, if there's a warm beer, you might not drink a beer. Then, yeah, guess what? People will find a way to get drunk. Yeah, if you're if you're gonna, I'm saying if you're gonna fucking make a move, make a fucking move. Say you can't drink outside, you can't buy beer at these but that's places. More, that's more invasive. They're but trying that's to be a less move. invasive. I'm just saying this is just like kind of like, well, you can still do it, but it's gonna suck a little more. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to yeah. nudge it a little bit. They're trying to not to be ham handed. But here's another thing too that jumped out at me was seven percent. There are some very good beers that are more than seven. So with with that. <laughs> They're, they, they, they're not buying. They're not buying yeah. de- deliriums uh, from these fucking places. Oh, they're gonna have some cheap, like Mol- yeah. Molson Ice. They're gonna have like the Molson Ice version of Canada in, in yeah, uh, yeah, Mexico, yeah. and then make that cold. Then they'll have to pass. It, then they'll have to up it to like ten percent. It's a cat and mouse game. 
Yeah, well, that's exactly it. And that, that's what I mean. Is because like some of these stores are probably just gonna do it anyway. Where like you're gonna walk in, you're gonna say like a password to the guy behind the counter, and he's gonna open up a mini fridge that has a cold fucking <laughs> uh, six pack of El Presidente or whatever the fuck beer they have down there, Dos Equis. Yeah, like this is not a a, a thing that really. Uh, I I think the the thing that jumped out of me is what you said a second ago, Jim Marco, where it, they're violating a freedom. Because if somebody wants to put something in their body, I really don't give a shit what it is. 10% beer or otherwise. Like, who fucking cares? You know? But they, they do, like, regulate the sale of alcohol. So by the putting shit in your body, I, I they think, already put rules I on I think that. this just encourages people to buy stronger alcohol is really what it does. So I don't think it addresses the problem. Yeah, because so, I, I was thinking, like, it's probably too expensive to buy, like, a fit. But then they'll just probably sell, start selling, like, shots. Yeah, you know, exactly. Shot, It'll be shots sizes. of tequila. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I have to go legit outrage is because I don't think it solves a problem. Uh, there we go. Looks like you're outvoted in this one again, Sandy. Yes. Two to one. All right. It's twice in a row. Jamarco was the man. That's another case of the man trying to hold me down. Yeah. <laughs> now we get to the interactive part of the show. Jen Marco, is there anything you're currently outraged about that you want to let some steam off on here in the universe? Oh yeah, the fucking subways. We're just talking about this. It's there we really go. Hard because like. It's so cliche to complain about them, but here's 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 my my big qualm is that okay. If the subway fucks up so tremendously, you pick a number that it's a train doesn't come for ten minutes yeah. or the L trains right now, and it gets in the way of you getting to fucking work, and you have to take mm-hmm. a cab. That should come out of my fucking subway card. It is absurd. That if if a commute that normally takes twenty minutes takes two hours and I have to take a a, a taxi, mm-hmm. that that I then have to pay full price for this subway card. The idea that nothing could possibly alter the amount I pay for an unlimited monthly is out of this fucking world. Even if they gave me fucking. Two fifty back for the for what an individual ride would have cost. You know that day. they do have subway cards that you can go ride for ride. That I know. Well, first can, the the numbers on that aren't great, but this that's an option after you go in. <laughs> after you go in, then the third stop there's a problem. It's the 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 fact is there's just no consequence. So what I think you're doing is rather than uh, uh, gradually measuring the the. Um, degree of the problem because you're feeling it as it's increasing incrementally you rather are keeping new yorkers in this fucking world where it is gonna fucking explode one day and i don't know how it's gonna happen i don't know if it's gonna be like everyone's gonna go you know what we're jumping the turnstiles forever everybody jump the turnstiles until something is done i think something's gonna happen because new yorkers are going crazy i'm going crazy at some point, there's going to be a fucking riot. You know, I swear, there'll be a riot. There'll be a riot. You know, you're, I think you're right because it, you're not far off because a lot of people, this is like the, their biggest thing. Sonny, how many people on this show, it's like half the people on this show come in here and specifically bitch about the MTA. Like, it really is. I once had this time where there was smoke on, on the tracks for some reason and someone, this was on 110th Street, someone put down a box and someone else shouted, Bob. I don't know what it was. But all of a sudden, it was this amazing feeling where I felt like I feel like something changed in the, in the way you could smell. It was like we all fucking got off the train because we thought there was a bomb. So mm-hmm. we started running. And you know where they have these – where some of these exits are just vertical uh, vertical turnstiles, the tall vertical ones? Yeah, the ones you can't hop, like the People cage ones. People were going ones. three at a time through this thing. I mean pushing, and I was like – Someone's going to – I thought someone was going to get pushed and, like, lose an arm. Like, it was so violent and dramatic. It's just one of these moments where I'm like, this is insane. You have fucking these these doors, these push doors. Some of them are, like, stuck for some reason or they're locked for some reason. You have these vertical turnstiles. And I'm like, this is a fucking death trap. What has to happen? We are waiting for a train to go off the rails and for someone to die. And that's what's going to happen is one of these trains is going to go off the rail. There's going to be like a massive casualty. It did a couple years ago. It did. The A train went off a little, but nobody died. And I'm saying it's going to – we're literally waiting for someone to die to declare a fucking emergency. An emergency. Yeah. You know, I had a similar experience, not with the death and destruction thing, but I I had a – Actually, I had I had, to get, I had to get to a comedy club for a late show a few months ago, and I was taking the seven train in from Queens into Midtown, 
And you, I don't know if you'd ever take the seven. Yeah, or, I do. Okay. So you know how, like, in between uh, Vernon and Queens and then Grand Central is where it goes under the river to get to yeah. Manhattan. The train stopped for, like, 35 minutes in the fucking tunnel between the two boroughs. And then it went back to Queens. Dude, people on that train, including myself, everyone was walking up to the fucking the, the counter and just, like, fucking hitting the window and, like, screaming at this fucking guy. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, we all paid for the train. And it not only did it not bring us where we had to go, but it took us... We sat for half an hour, went back in the wrong direction. And, like, that... I, I, I think I know kind of what you're feeling. Not to the scary point, but the, the rage. Because everyone there was like, what the fuck? Because we, we we're paying for this service, and it's like they just don't give a shit. Yeah, there's just no sense. I mean, like, look... Obviously, this. I mean, someone was. I was at the L train today, and like a, a person. I don't know if you want to get it off his chest, but he was an MTA worker. And he was just explaining about after Sandy left, yeah. salt water getting in the concrete. And he, ex- he explained to me the level of disaster, but it definitely does not feel like there's any sense of like. Does anyone know how bad it was today? <laughs> just like the De- Blasio. I mean, like I want to see my politicians on bad days go like, "Hey, we heard." We heard today was a fucking disaster. Here's what we're going to try to... I just... There needs to feel some kind of sense of, like, someone's watching or someone's taking note. Instead, it just feels like a... You, you can tweet yeah. the MTA, and they they, they respond. Because I, I send hate tweets to the MTA, like, at least once or twice a month when they make me late for something. And they, they do respond. Someone, what do they say? Someone once tweeted, people who complain about the MTA on Twitter are the MTA of people. And ever since I saw that, I thought, oh, fuck, I don't want to be that guy. Oh, no, I am that guy. I'm probably that guy. What do they say? I feel bad for the person who's answering it because I'm sure it's just like some social media intern that has no power over anything. Of course. It just feels good to fucking rage out at somebody. No, usually they they, they just say like, oh, you know, uh, sorry for the inconvenience, you know, trains or this happened or whatever. Or sometimes they'll even be like, hey, send us some more information so we can follow up on this, which I think I I doubt they ever give a shit, but it, it feels kind of okay. To have them respond. I just feel like this is a disaster, <laughs> and I feel like it, it needs to be on the news every day. It needs to be discussed every day. I want to see people like recognize that it's a disaster, rather than just like yeah. occasionally you just have these days where you're like, oh well, okay, sure, I'll take a thirty five dollar cab so I can make my work that I don't get paid enough to to justify this. Mm. I just like need to feel like someone's going, hey, my bad. I mean. That's just part of the emotional response of it. But when yeah. there's nothing, it just builds up. And I just feel like <laughs> it's building up. It's certainly building up in me, clearly, where I just think it's going to burst. I think it's going to burst. And I think one day someone's going to find out where all the MTA, like the, the heads are living in their fucking mansions in fucking wherever. And just yeah. we're going we're gonna to fucking riot. Well, the problem is we're not going to be able to get there, though, because the train's not exactly. going to be able to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. That's a good place to end MTA outrage. Um Thank you for listening. You can email us if you'd uh, like at thefakeoutragereport at gmail.com. Follow us at that there fake outrage rept on Twitter. Uh, give us a review on the their iTunes if you have a chance, preferably a good one. Uh, you can follow Gianmarco Ceresi online at... It's my full name, Gianmarco Ceresi. So get a pen. G-I-A-N-M-A-R-C-O-S-O-R-E-S-I. <laughs> But just look at my name in the show notes and show Marco Cerezi. I, I highly recommend following him on Twitter and Instagram because he posts dance videos of himself and they are fantastic. That's a little endorsement from me here. And before we go, as always, Sandeep Sen, any parting thoughts? Uh, I'm going to try wearing a shower cap on stage today. You know? <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is my needs. So.